in India, we prayed over this um, young boy who was um, deaf and blind, I believe. And we literally prayed healing over him and he was able to see and also able to um, hear and speak again. So it was just so crazy to like literally just watch this little boy not be able to see anything and like you're like talking to him and he's not even like we knew he was deaf you know Mm -hmm. and um then to pray over him and to have that happen just so tangibly right in front of us was so crazy and so wild and I have to remind myself of that often Welcome to the Selling North Georgia podcast, episode three. This is Corey Shields, and this is Sarah V. Hi. And I'm Michael Williams. All right, Corey, let's get into it. Well, Sarah, this is the first time I've ever met you. Let's just open it up with what are you all about? Uh, Who are you? What you been doing? Um, How did you even get in this chair? (laughs) (laughs) I got in this chair because I got a text about an hour ago that asked me to be in this chair. Um, And I'm spontaneous enough to say yes. And Um, it's appreciated. Of course. I was born and raised in Dalton. Um, I moved off to Milledgeville for college, came back to Dalton briefly, left for a year and a half, the whole country left for a year and a half, and then came back, um, married my husband, moved to Gainesville, and then recently we moved back to Dalton. So I was a missionary for a year and a half. I've lived in 14 countries. Um, Yeah. Holy cow, 14. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. lived in these countries for a week at a time for yeah. a month at a time <laughs> um oh, but i was part of a mission group um called the world race it's based out of gainesville and we basically there was a group of 30 of us that traveled together um we moved countries every month those were like pre-assigned countries um lived out of backpacks literally had our shelter our beds on our back if we needed it didn't always need it which was a blessing um but yeah i did that for 11 months came home for about 45 days and left again leading a trip for 18 year old women to southeast asia for three months so so you make sure i understand you Mm -hmm. had a stint of traveling around for, for quite a while then you went back home for 45 days or so? Yes. So whenever you went back home, before you went back out again, uh-huh. were you thinking, oh man, I'm glad to be home and I don't want to go back out? Or what was your attitude there? Definitely mixed emotions. Definitely hard to come back to the States after being gone for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of like culture shock reversed. Um, but then you get really used to air conditioning and running water like in like one day, you know? (laughs) And so then you're like, oh shoot, I'm about to like leave again and do this. And um, the countries that I was leaving to go back to, those were actually the hardest countries that I was in the whole time. So Mm. that was, um, if I had known what I was about to go into, I probably would have been putting the brakes on a little bit um, harder, but it was like, I was excited to go back out into the field for sure. Harder in exactly what sense? Um, we were a lot more remote. We were in Cambodia during monsoon season. So the whole country is just kind of like mildewed, you know, like your clothes never dry. You're never dry. Like it's just constantly raining. Um, our living situation there was the hardest living situation that I've been in. It was definitely a harder experience than the whole prior year just that like one month yeah yeah. so my goodness what was the the 
best experience you had while you're doing it? Um, the best experience was definitely India. Um, it's one of my favorite countries in the whole world, which a lot of people are like, really? Um, but when I say favorite country in the whole world, though, it's like, <laughs> well, there's Mexico, Canada, and the United States. So that's my whole world. I haven't been anywhere right. else. When right. you say the whole world, I'm like, well, I can yeah. take that legit because yeah. you've been everywhere. Right. Um, so India was for sure my favorite place. Um, the culture is so rich there. The colors, the food is fantastic. Um, we ate curry three meals a day. I had never really had a lot of curry before. Fell in love with it. Make it regularly here. Um, our ministry there also was just super incredible, and we saw a lot of miracles happen. And that was what just like draws my heart back to India for sure. Um, was because you like saw those real life tangible miracles that um, you read about in scripture and. They're just like happening in front of you and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And like the Lord still works like this. So that was for sure the best experience. What, what was the, I guess, the most uh, eye-catching miracle or like the one that caught your attention the most? Like, oh my goodness, Jesus is in this, you know? Um, in India, we prayed over this um, young boy who was um, deaf and, he was deaf and um, blind, I believe. And we literally prayed healing over him, and he was able to see and also able to um, hear and speak again. So it was just so crazy to, like, literally just watch this little boy not be able to see anything. And, like, you're, like, talking to him, and he's not even responding. Like, we knew he was deaf, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, then to pray over him and to have that happen just so tangibly right in front of us was so crazy and so wild. And I have to remind myself of that often, mm-hmm. you know? Um Come back here, like you say, you don't see stuff like that every day, but just it's like the air conditioning, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you come back and it's yeah. like, did that really even happen? Like, right. really happen? um, yeah. which is why I'm glad that I wrote a lot of stuff down in my journals and stuff, and just being able to read back through all of that is super encouraging. So, it sounds like there might be a trip to India in the future, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but before you get back to India, mm-hmm. you decided to sell in Gainesville and move back to northwest Georgia. So, yes, tell me about that. Why, um, so. I guess a couple months ago, we were home. Um, We had a late Father's Day celebration at my parents' house. My in-laws and my parents are really great friends, which works out super nice. Um, So everyone was together, and I'm expecting my husband and I's first child. And so our parents were all like, oh, it would be so great if you guys moved back, you know, closer. We can help with the baby and, like, (laughs) you know, all that. So it was just kind of like being thrown around and joked about. And um, then my husband and I... When we drive back from our parents always visiting, we I don't know, we always have like more in-depth conversations in the car. And um, he was like, I really have missed like being around our family. And I was like, yeah, me too. And um, so we started talking about it and then things just like started rolling and he found a really great job here. And um, I was able to um, resign from the hospital where I was working. And we sold our house in like three days. So <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah. <laughs> imagine that, yeah. Um, which was only because we asked people not to like give us our offers until the end of the weekend or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, so we sold our house, and we are currently um, moved in with my parents. Um, so we moved our. 3,000 square foot house into theirs, <laughs> which has been a lot. Um, but it's been really great and a blessing for sure to have somewhere to go while we yeah. search. All right. So you said you had a house in Gainesville. Um, yes. So this, the house that we're looking for today uh-huh. is not going to be your first house. So right. tell me about this uh, 
home buying experience on your first house. How did that go? <laughs> it was not the best experience, <laughs> just to be honest. Um, our realtor really tried to be great and um, things just didn't work out as well as they could have, but we did end up with a really fantastic house. So um, all in all, it worked out, but I legitimately went to closing questioning if we were even like buying the house that we thought we were buying <laughs> oh, and word. that all of the paperwork was going through and it's like, did we actually get this loan? <laughs> like kind of thing. So it was a little bit anxiety inducing <laughs> to say the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like a much better experience when you sold. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So moral of the story, not all realtors are created equal. No. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> They are not. Uh, I'm just curious. So the mm -hmm. house that you sold in Gainesville, mm -hmm. how do the values compare like what you sold for and are you finding what you want for the price that you bought down there? Um, does that make sense? Yes, it does okay. make sense. We lowered our budget a little bit from what we had um, just because I am expecting and so just wanting to kind of um, counteract just for the expenses coming up and mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, and then also I'd love to be able to stay home a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So going from two incomes to one um, currently. But you know the market's crazy right now. Y'all are realtors. You know that it's mm -hmm. just absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, so it's been hard because we bought at a really good time. Sure. But then I feel like buying right now is also just a little bit more challenging. Um, but I have full faith that Maya's gonna find us a great house that we can afford. <laughs> The pressure is on. It is. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. So you're expecting it. I meant to say that a minute ago, but I got sidetracked yeah. by all the cool stories. It's a little boy. Um, so, oh, do we have names? We have names, but names are secrets uh, until baby is born. I am really fond of Michael. That's a really good name. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so where exactly are you, you trying to be now that you're up here? So my husband got a job in Dalton, but mm -hmm. as much as I love Dalton, I would really love to live a little bit closer to Chattanooga. So somewhere okay. kind of um, Ringgold or even Chattanooga, just within a certain commute distance from here. Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So does it matter, like, do you want to be a little closer to the Huntsville side? Would that be helpful? Um, it could Oval, be. Thorpe, Rossville. It could be just still yeah. within that commute distance is probably going to be more important. My um, mother-in-law is tiring. Oh. That's a secret. <laughs> um, you do realize I'm this sure is a podcast that's going on YouTube. <laughs> won't be Instagram watching this. It's totally Literally fine. millions of subscribers. Um, she <laughs> will be hopefully more available and it will be fine for her to commute to our house. <laughs> uh, understandable. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing like uh, free childcare, right? Right, right. <laughs> Enough to bring you from Gainesville to Ringgold. You should like. have seen her when we told her. She has been wanting oh, a grandchild for quite a while now, oh. and she was sprinting around her house with her arms in the air screaming. <laughs> so she was very excited. <laughs> awesome. So I guess what questions do you have for the two realtors in the room? Oh my goodness. Basically, I want to buy a house, but I don't want to like way overpay for it so that I can't sell it and not lose money mm -hmm. in the okay. future. When do you want to sell? In the future. In the future. Five years. Okay. Ish. Okay. We were in a very unique position because we only owned our house for like, I don't know, 14 months before yeah. we sold it the last time. Mm -hmm. And then we made a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know? So let's look back five okay. years ago, 2016. Mm-hmm three bedroom, two bath in Whitfield County, 
in 2016. I know you're looking at Tucson, yeah, but yeah. let's just say Woodfield County in 2016 probably cost you about 150 grand. Mm-hmm. Right? A three bedroom, two bath today probably cost you two and a quarter. Yeah. That same, you know, 1450 square foot house, right? Mm-hmm. Two and a quarter. So 10 years ago, that three bedroom, two bath probably cost you about 40 grand because <laughs> there were foreclosures everywhere. Right. So yeah, the question of how can I buy a house today and not lose money is an interesting one because <laughs> man, if you had told me in 2016 that a three to 1400 square foot would sell for two and a quarter, in five years, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, buddy. Like, you're paying the top of the market price today yeah. at 155 yeah. You know, the same house sold for 37000 in 2011. <laughs> so, you know, it felt very toppy in 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. There was a moment in 2019 in the fall, the early fall of 2019, where nothing happened. The market just kind of went, and everybody freaked out, including the person in the mic. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, what just happened? We we only sold three houses this month and, and normally we sell you know, 12 or 15. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, what happened? And then it started back up again. So there was that little blip where everybody was a little worried. So boy, it's hard to predict, you know, for like yeah. five years from now. Here's what I know. Over the last 50 years, the average interest rate is almost seven. It's like 6.9%. Right? Today's rate is around 3%. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you, like this, if you're gonna buy a house and get a 30-year mortgage or even a 15-year mortgage, but if you're gonna get a 30-year mortgage at 3%, there's a really good chance that that's either the lowest you're gonna get or it's or it's very close to the lowest you're gonna get, right? Okay. So a lot of people don't understand when, let's just say the market corrected by 20%. You're gonna buy a house for 250,000 and that house is worth 200,000 a year from now and you're able to go buy that house for 200 a year from now and you're like, hey, great, we saved $50,000. Well, that's true, but if the interest rate you pay is 5%, your payment is actually more. Right. So, like, the difference in 3% and 5% is huge. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think the market is going to correct 20%. It barely got to 20% in the last crash, and that was the worst in history. Right. Right. So, if you're waiting for a correction of 20%, that was a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And the interest rate is more than likely going to go up from here because the rate that we're getting right now is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like We've never had lower rates, right. constantly setting records with low rates. So I would tell you that, let's just say like Zillow and all the, the NAR, National Association of Realtors people, they, they all think the market's going to go up about 7 or 8%. Right? So that 250 house is really going to cost you 280 what would really stink is if that 280 also is tied to a four and a half percent interest rate, right? right? Like that's terrible. But if you look at history, 6.9% interest rate, well, that four and a half sounds awesome compared to the historical average. So I feel really good about helping somebody buy a house today. I just don't see a scenario in which you will regret this. Um, There's a ton of money being pumped into the system as far as the federal reserve goes. And so, the same goods and services are, are being chased by a lot more money. So if that's the case, those prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. People are paying more in wages now. I mean, you as a nurse probably would recognize that, you know, after you have your child and you go back to work, they're going to pay you more than they paid you before. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that, yeah, that's <laughs> there's nothing on the horizon that tells me that there's a crash coming. Okay. Now there might be a black swan event where, you know, another, thing like COVID happens and shuts the country down for a month. Who knows what will happen if that goes down, but all the signs point to you being in really good position to buy a house now, which is one of the reasons it's so hard to find one. Mm -hmm. 
it's really difficult to find one because there's a lot of people that understand that and they're like oh we need to buy now mm-hmm. so no that's kidding. where we are and uh, you, you kind of touched on this but I think it's funny looking back whenever I was first getting started in real estate like mm-hmm. 16 17 um 2016 2017 not when I was that young it's <laughs> <I was laughs> like wow I'm so impressed <laughs> <laughs> no um and then I, w- I would be showing houses and people, of course, like, oh, I want to get a good deal. I don't want to pay the list price of this place. And then they would anyway, because that's the way the market was then as mm-hmm. well. Um, but if you look back now, they paid list price back then. But well, they made $60,000. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing just fine now. So <laughs> it's just one of those things like you can't. How are you going to possibly predict that? Right. You know? yeah. um, but like Michael said, there's doesn't seem to be any indicator that we're going to be tanking anytime soon. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, even if it's flat and the interest rate goes up a half a percent, it costs you more money. Even if prices don't appreciate, right. although almost everyone thinks they're going to appreciate. So, yeah, interesting. All right, we have anything else, Corey? Um, might be time to wrap it up. Might be time to wrap it up. All right. Well, Sarah, do you have anything else for us? I don't think so. Um, I'm just excited to work with you guys. And I am looking forward to this experience. Well, we are excited to work with you, and I am so pumped that you came back to town and chose us to work with. So, and we're pumped that you're on the podcast with less than one hour notice. That is amazing. Incredible. (laughs) In that same line, um, Hannah Rogers was supposed to be here today with Movement Mortgage. She's going to be a future podcast guest, and we wish her family well and recovery from COVID nineteen, which seems to be everywhere these days. (laughs) All right, with that, we are signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the Selling North Georgia podcast. That's Corey and Sarah, and I'm Michael. Have a good one. See you. Bye.